Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners fans, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, John Williams. You can find me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Dallas Cowboys over at InsideTheStar.com. On today's episode of Locked On Sooners, we're going to look back at Kansas State's opening week loss to Arkansas State. Uh, we're going to break down the offense, defense, and special teams from Kansas State, hopefully provide a little bit of insight into what we can expect on Saturday when the Oklahoma Sooners line up to play football against the Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, We'll talk, again, like I said, offense, defense, special teams. We'll go through all three phases of the game, highlight some players that we need to keep an eye out for, some tendencies that we might come to expect when Oklahoma lines up on Saturday, and some places where Oklahoma might be able to exploit uh, the Kansas State Wildcats, whether it's on offense, defense, or special teams. Uh, First, I want to mention, though, that so far, so good. Everything is as expected as far as COVID-19 testing is going. It's been looking a little bit tenuous. We haven't heard anything as far as whether or not the two teams are are missing their thresholds uh, so far for Saturday's game. Uh, We'll find out more on Friday, obviously. That's the last testing date for the game to take place. The, The teams have to have a minimum amount of players. They have to have at least 53 players and they have to have at least seven offensive linemen, a quarterback, and there's some other uh, requirements that the teams will have to make. But so far, so good. Uh, We didn't hear anything on Wednesday that would lead us to believe that the game won't take place. And so hopefully that's good news for Saturday. We'll find out again, like I said, more on Friday. And with that said, let's get into the Kansas State breakdown. Let's talk about what they did do against Arkansas State some things that didn't necessarily go well for them and potentially where Oklahoma could take advantage. Uh, One thing that I want to start with, and I think this is really the key to Kansas State's loss uh, against Arkansas State, and that was special teams. Um, There were some really good things that Kansas State did on special teams and, and basically in their return game. They had a really, really good return game, both on, you know, I, really as a kickoff return team, they picked up a lot of good yardage, returned a few kicks out to the 40-yard line. Now, Arkansas State was kind of playing it, uh, playing games on that. They were pooch kicking a lot, quite a bit. They were, um, you know, not really kicking it deep to Kansas State. And potentially maybe they, they knew that that was a, an area where they would be weak. And so they didn't want to give a lot of uh, run uh, and outkick their coverage uh, on the kickoff return or the kickoff defense team. And so that's one area that we'll have to kind of keep an eye on for Oklahoma. I know in years past, special teams has been a bit of a struggle. And so potentially that's a, an area where Kansas State could hit off, hit some big plays if the Oklahoma students aren't careful, if they're not uh, sound on their return or on the uh, kickoff coverage. Uh, but where I think Oklahoma has the advantage uh, is especially in the kicking game. Um, their kicker was not very good against Arkansas State. Missed at least three kicks. Uh, they, he did hit one late to give them a lead, but overall it was a struggle for the Kansas State kicking game. 
They, you know, they were wide right, they were wide left. I mean, they got good distance on their kicks, but if they're kicking from a hash mark, it's not going to go well for them. Anytime that they want to set up a field goal, they're going to have to kick it from the middle uh, because they, they kicked it from the right hash mark on one, one occasion. And I mean, he kicked it just straight. I mean, it, it, if it had been in the middle of the field, it would have been a perfect field goal, but because he was kicking from the right hash, it was off by 10, 15 yards at least. Uh, and so, you know, obviously with Gabe Burkich, the Oklahoma Sooners have a huge advantage in the kicking game. I mean, we got one of the best kickers in the in the whole country kicking for us. Uh, and so that's a place where I think the Sooners are going to be able to take advantage. Again, they're going to have to be, you know, technically sound on their kick coverage. Um, but they also are going to be able to have an opportunity to make things happen uh, as a return team as well, because... There were several times Arkansas State was actually able to pick up good yardage on kickoff returns, uh, and from what I could tell, you know, both defensively and on special teams, Kansas State struggled in tackling a little bit, and that could be related to you know not having all their normal guys available to them, also having you know shortened training camp, shortened uh, preseason, shortened practices, um, and not being able to do all the things that they might normally do. Uh, we're we're seeing it in different areas of the country, in college football, and in the NFL, that tackling is not necessarily on point this early in the season. Uh, that could have improved for them as they approach Saturday's game. But again, it's an area where Oklahoma might be able to take advantage, uh, especially in the return game. Uh, but speaking specifically of Kansas State's return game, uh, Malik Knowles uh, was a really, really dynamic player for them against Arkansas State. He's a big player, physical, fast, and he's going to break some tackles. So the Sooners are going to have to be on point with their tackling. Again, like we said, they're going to have to be solid in their kick coverage. They're going to have to be sound, uh, gap sound, uh, as they go and cover the kicks. And then um, you know, early in the game, Kansas State was actually able to block a punt that uh, Arkansas State just didn't have it fully blocked and fully uh, covered. A guy just had a free run off the uh, left side and – had no problems getting to the to the punt. And so the Sooners are going to have to make sure that they're careful with their punt coverage, that they're sound there and their punt blocking. That way that they're able to get the kick off and not um, allow you know free plays in the red zone uh, for the Kansas State offense, um, which we'll talk about in the second segment. But I think special teams is going to be a key in this game, as it usually is. Uh, the team that is able to convert their field goals, their extra points, it, it's going to be a factor. Uh, if the Oklahoma Sooners can limit big plays in the return game, I think it'll play to their advantage. I think if the uh, Sooners are able to minimize any damage on the punt return, that'll that'll help them obviously win the game. You don't want to allow a team like Kansas State, who's coming in as a big underdog, to find any kind of life in the return game. You want to be able to control that part of the of the game that that phase of the game and not give up big plays because those big ga- those big plays can create a lot of momentum for uh, an underdog and we saw it with Arkansas State they they made some big plays using some trick plays and things like that um, and if Kansas is or sorry Kansas State is able to uh, hit a big player or two in the return game you know it could create some life for them and give them some momentum put the Sooners on their heels a little bit and then who knows I mean we saw Kansas State beat Oklahoma last year, albeit that game was in Manhattan under some very different circumstances. But again, the Sooners are going to want to make sure that they win this phase of the football game because they are more talented offensively, they're more talented defensively, and so they have to make sure that 
and this is not the phase that that they allow Kansas State to have any life. Uh, but yeah, coming up next, we're going to spend some time talking about the Kansas State offense. Again, what to expect, some of the tendencies I noticed as I was watching that Arkansas State game, and who are some players that, are, that could be threats for Kansas State when they line up to play Oklahoma. But first, I want to tell you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything that you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door by rockauto.com. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much by going to a storefront auto parts store when you can go to rockauto.com and save? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Sooners fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Sooners podcast. We are covering Kansas State today, giving you a bit of a preview as to what to expect when the Sooners line up on Saturday to face the Kansas State Wildcats. In the first segment, we talked a little bit about the special teams units and where Oklahoma might be able to take advantage and what they need to watch out for because Kansas State does have a dangerous return team. And now I want to spend talk, a little bit of time talking about Skylar Thompson and the Kansas State offense. Uh, it has some elements of explosion to it. It's a team that can uh, hit some big plays, uh, but they're a team that also really wants to run the football. We saw it last year when Oklahoma lost to Kansas State and they rushed for more than 200 yards and six touchdowns that the that running the football is very important to them uh, because they want to run a lot of play action. So I'm going to go through some of my notes, some of the things that I picked up on when I watched the game against Arkansas State for Kansas State. Uh, and the first thing I noticed was that they want to run the football a lot on first down. One of the tendencies that I picked up on when watching the game is that if Skylar Thompson is under center on first down, that more often than not, they're going to run the football. They will pass it on occasion, uh, but generally it's going to be a run in the on first down for them. They play a little bit conservatively on first down. Uh, when they're in shotgun, it's it's a more even split run pass. Early in the game, uh, they, they definitely favored the run on first down, whether it was shotgun or under center. Uh, but later in the game, as things progressed, they found more success throwing the ball on first down at a shotgun. Uh, but again, if they are under center on first down, it's more than likely going to be a run. Uh, their first plays of the game, they ran out of 20 personnel, which 20 personnel is two running backs, uh, no tight ends, three wide receivers, but they they lined up a little bit differently. So they had three wide receiver looks, but on first down, they ran out of a split back shotgun look. And then on second down, they ran out of an I formation look with Skylar Thompson under center. 
so really interesting. They they are going to use a variety of formations. I, I saw several times where they had multiple tight ends in the game. Obviously, they have a goal line package that that they'll use. Uh, but mostly, they're like most of the Big Twelve. They're a shotgun spread formation team. Uh, but they will line up under center. And and the other thing that I picked up on is they want to run a lot of play action, um, whether it's out of shotgun, maybe using some RPOs and read options, or traditional under center drop back shotgun or drop back play action passes. And that's where Skylar Thompson is most effective. I mean, most quarterbacks are going to be more effective out of play action than they are uh, out of traditional drops. Uh, and, but that's true for Skylar Thompson. He, he thrives out of play action. Uh, it does a lot better job kind of getting his seat, his feet set uh, and getting the ball downfield out of play action. Uh, when he's asked to kind of take a, a more natural drop, um, a lot of times the Kansas State offensive line isn't able to hold up under pressure, especially, which was kind of surprising against a team like Arkansas State. You wouldn't think would have the defensive linemen to be able to um, provide a lot of pressure, uh, especially without blitzing. But there were several times with just four-man fronts that they were able to get pressure on Skylar Thompson. Um, and like most quarterbacks, he doesn't really do well under pressure. Now, he will stand in the pocket and take a hit to make a throw. But his accuracy definitely takes a hit when he's being pressured, especially um, when pressure's kind of coming right into his face through the middle of the offensive line. Uh, he is a very, Skylar Thompson's a very athletic quarterback. He can make some things happen on the move. However, his accuracy does kind of dip a little bit whenever he's on the move. Um, unlike a lot of athletic quarterbacks who seem to thrive throwing on the move, it, it's not really his his strength. He's He's a guy that, will do a little bit better. Obviously, if he's got a clean pocket, then he's going to be better. Uh, if he's asked to uh, kind of stand in with pressure coming bearing down on him, he's not near as accurate. Um, but again, you know, he's a guy that can make some throws and can make some plays. He was hurt a little bit by a, by a few drops uh, down the field. Uh, there was one in particular, it wasn't a drop, but the wide receiver just didn't track the ball very well. Uh, but the wide receiver had the guy beat, and had he you know, track the ball a little bit better, perhaps he could have made a play on the football and actually caught it. Um, but, I, I, you know, Skylar Thompson's a little bit inaccurate. He, he definitely deals with some accuracy issues and not necessarily like just the pinpoint accuracy. There were several times where he overthrew, overthrew guys, um, just not consistent enough really to, to uh, win consistently in the passing game. But he will make some plays and he will, you know, there will be times where uh, he just kind of throws it up for grabs and Kansas State, uh, wide receiver will come down for it. Some of the play design that Kansas State has is trying to get the ball out of his hands kind of quick on bubble screens, on some short RPO passes, uh, and then using play action quite a bit to kind of keep the defense off balance and hopefully keep some pressure out of Skylar Thompson's face and then allow him to potentially hit some big plays. Uh, the next player I want to talk about is this guy. Just seems like another little Darren Sproles. Now he's not as like stocky as Darren Sproles was, uh, but he just has this similar makeup as Darren Sproles. And it's uh, number twenty-two Deuce Vaughn, just a small, explosive, shifty runner. He's quick. Um, there was a, a play in particular when Kansas State was on the goal line, and the the couple defenders actually made it through the line of scrimmage and had. Uh, Vaughn in the backfield and looked like they were going to stop him for a loss, but he had a nice little jump cut to the right and just lost these guys and was able to sneak it in for the, the touchdown. Uh, very quick, very shifty, very you know, good agility, uh, good speed. There were several times he was able to take it around uh, 
around off tackle and around the end on some wide zone um, and make some plays happen. Uh, he's going to be a threat, and he's going to be somebody that the Sooners are going to have to be really, um, uh, really careful of, and they're going to have to watch him because if he can make the first guy miss, he can take it to the house. Uh, if, if they're not careful, they're going to have to have good technique and good sound defense, not allow him to get wide, not allow him to find space in the running game and in the passing game. Um, but I, you know, he's, he's definitely a player to watch. Uh, another one is another kind of smaller, smallish guy. It's uh, number 88, Philip Brooks. And he kind of also reminded me of a little bit of Marquise Brown may, now may not have the same speed, but similar size. Uh, just a kind of a five, six, five, seven guy, 150, 160 pounds, uh, shifty, quick, agile. He's going to make some things happen after the catch. Uh, somebody that they're going to have to watch out for, especially deep down the field. And then the other guy who I think is probably the more the most athletic of the wide receivers is uh, Chavastin Taylor. He had some very nice catches against Arkansas State. Uh, he even actually picked, he also picked up a, a one carry for 20 yards, but he averaged 24 and a half yards per reception, um, four catches for 98 yards, athletic player, good size, somebody that, you know, he might cause the Sooners to have some, some trouble in the secondary. Uh, they need to, um, you know, make sure that they're, again, they're sound in the, in the defensive backfield so that they're not letting this guy run free because once he gets the ball in his hands, he can definitely make, make some things happen. He can cause some damage. He's going to be difficult to bring down. Um, I think the Sooners are going to be able to cover well enough, uh, but he's athletic enough to make some plays even in contested areas. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the Kansas State Wildcats, they have a good offense um, if they're able to sequence, thing, sequence things well um, and kind of get into their rhythm a little bit. Uh, like I said before, they like to use a lot of play action uh, especially in the red zone. If they're in shotgun in the red zone, it's probably going to be play action. Um, if they're in the red zone, they're probably, and, and they're going to run the ball. A lot of times they'll run it under center. Now it's more efficient to run the ball from under center in the red zone uh, than, than sometimes it is to throw because the, the area is so much more compacted. Whereas in other parts of the field, it benefits your team maybe to throw the ball more. Uh, especially out of like spread looks, uh, but they do a good, pretty good job of mixing up their formations and uh, and keeping the defense off balance and not being too predictable. Uh, but they're just so, some of the things that you want to look for. I think, obviously, I think the Sooners' defense matches up pretty well with them because a lot of their offense is predicated on speed, uh, predicated on attempting to make to hit big plays, uh, and uh, and the Oklahoma Sooners' defense all, is also predicated on speed. Um, and if they are able to get pressure into Skylar Thompson's face, if they're able to kind of use the blitz to keep him off balance, not allow him to get comfortable in the pocket, not allow him to hit his drop and and get set and throw on time, then it's going to be a really long day for Skylar Thompson in the Kansas State offense. If they're able to contain uh, Deuce Vaughn and prevent him from hitting big plays, I think it's going to be a long day for Kansas State. Again, I think the Sooners' defense matches up pretty well with them. And, you know, Kansas State will score some, but I don't think they're going to be able to score enough to keep pace with the Oklahoma offense. Hey, and coming up next, we're going to talk about the Kansas State defense and uh, what we can expect to see from them. Definitely got some players on that on that side of the football that could uh, make things a little bit more challenging for Spencer Rattler and the Oklahoma offense. 
and we'll talk about that next. Hey, so in this segment, we're going to spend some time talking about the Kansas State defense. We have already talked about the special teams units. We've talked about the offense. Now we're going to talk about the defense. And the Kansas State defense, to me, they've got some players. They've got some potential. I just don't think that they're very good. Um, Kind of the first thing you notice is on Arkansas State's first drive of the football game, they were able to hit big plays to their lead wide receiver, uh, who is just a big physical body, kind of reminds you of a Hakeem Butler type. Uh, just on some back shoulder fades, some contested catches, they they struggle with size. Now, the Oklahoma Sooners, they, they've got a couple guys that do have good size to them. And so this could be a game where a guy like Theo Weiss, who stands six foot three uh, and is 192 pounds, could have a, a, a breakout game because they definitely struggled with with wide receivers that had a lot of size. Uh, you know, the Arkansas State offense didn't really feature many wide receivers that were of the kind of route runner, uh, shifty types, like maybe a Charleston Rambo or or the deep threats. Their their quarterback really didn't have the arm to get the ball downfield um, to kind of the speedier guys. But a guy like Theo Weiss, who can win some contested catches, make some things happen in the air, uh, 50-50 balls, some back shoulder fades, I think that could be a place where they can – really match up well, and they can take advantage of the Kansas State cornerbacks on the outside. Um, another thing that I noticed was that uh, their edge rushers actually did have some good get-off. Uh, one player in particular, Wyatt Hubert, uh, he played the left defensive end or left kind of edge rusher position. He, he had a really good motor, had some really good pressure at times, really got off, off the snap really quickly. There were several times that he was already moving before the offensive line, I mean, the the right tackle was able to get out of his stance. And so that that could be a guy that's troublesome for the Sooners. Again, good motor, strong guy, quick, good get off. Uh, The Sooners are definitely going to have to keep an eye on him and and make sure that he doesn't get much penetration and get much pressure onto Spencer Rattler. Um, The other thing was they did find a way to get good interior pressure. And uh, typically with just four rushers, they didn't blitz a whole lot from what I noticed. They did do it some, but their goal was to always try and get, you know, four rushers to get pressure, drop guys into coverage. And that could be an area where the Sooners um, struggle maybe in the passing game a little bit is if, if Kansas State's dropping seven back into coverage and playing a lot of zone, which they did play a lot of zone against Arkansas State, that could be something that the Sooners have, have a bit of a struggle with. Not necessarily because they um, can't take advantage of it, but because you know teams that back off and play a lot of guys in coverage is just going to create um, fewer throwing windows. It's not not as many open receivers. You know Spencer Rattler might have to throw some more contested balls, which you know he's got the arm to do it. It's not going to be a big deal. Uh, but it could be a game where the Sooners want to run the football a lot more because looking at the way Kansas State handled Arkansas State's run game, that'd be where I would try to attack Kansas State is. In the run game, they they struggled tackling the like we talked about in the first segment on special teams. Their defense struggled to tackle on Arkansas State's two minute drive to take the lead. They opened it up with several runs, at least two runs on first down uh, to start their drive, and then several more, more runs after that. I mean, yes, they had you know, like two and a half minutes left on the clock. They had timeouts left, uh, but they used the running game. They they weren't completely focused on on throwing the football. They got their drive started by running the football, and and it was very effective. And uh, and so one thing that was very effective was that they had Kansas State spread out 
which is what the Sooners will do. They won't be running from bunch formations or, or tight end heavy formations. So running out of like 11 personnel, which is three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back, or 20 personnel, again, three wide receivers, or using more 10, which is like four wide receivers and a running back, that's going to benefit the Oklahoma Sooners quite a bit. Get Kansas State spread out, and then they'll, they'll find ways to attack in the middle of the field with the running game, and I think Oklahoma will have a lot of success. Um, Kansas State did like to play a lot of zone. They played a mix between some cover two, cover four, some cover three. Just from what I could gather from the broadcast, um, which isn't necessarily the most reliable uh, film watching experience because you don't get the full picture of it, uh, but you definitely did did see some cover two at times and some cover four, um, and just a heavy zone team. And I think that's gonna that that'll bode well for a guy like Charleston Rambo. So you know, a guy like Theo Weiss who is gonna have opportunities to win contested catches down the field. Uh, because of the stature of the Kansas State cornerbacks on the outside, but also a guy like Charleston Rambo, who's a good route runner, his savvy, he's able to find areas in the in zone coverage to make plays happen and then make things happen after the catch. I think that'll benefit him quite well. Uh, but again, yeah, the Kansas State defense just to me just wasn't very good, and that was one of the reasons why Arkansas State was able to win that football game is because. They were able to make things happen and enforce mistakes by the Kansas State defense. There, were, there was one uh, play in particular where, uh, on, on a run, uh, the Kansas or the Arkansas State running back was able to make like three or four guys miss, and and some of it was just poor tackling, and some of it was just his ability to slip through guys. And I think somebody like Seth McGowan is going to have that ability to make defenders bounce off of him and and not go down on first contact. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a big game from him and from the rest of the running game because the Kansas State tackling just wasn't very good. And also, a lot of this is going to depend on who's available for Kansas State as well. So if they're missing starters or they're missing uh, major rotational guys, it'll definitely affect the quality of play that Kansas State gets out of its, de- out of its defense. And before we go, uh, let's get into prediction time. Uh, I think... Oklahoma matches up really, really well with Kansas State. I think the things that they do well, Kansas State doesn't necessarily do well. Uh, the Oklahoma speed defense is going to be a little bit too much for Skylar Thompson and the offense. And then obviously Spencer Rattler and the offense are going to be way too much for the Kansas State defense. And so I think this is going to be one of those games that is a, I don't know, 45, 48 uh, points for the Oklahoma Sooners to maybe, I don't know, 14 to 17 for Kansas State. I do think that they get some points on the board, mostly in garbage time, um, as Oklahoma is able to get some of their backups in in the, you know, in the second half, maybe the third or fourth quarter. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Uh, make sure you check us out tomorrow. I'm going to have a special guest on Ryan Black from the Mercury. He covers Kansas State football and other Kansas State sports for the Mercury in Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, So make sure you check that out. We're going to get more insight as to what Kansas State's dealing with as far as COVID-19 testing goes and what to expect from the football team. So make sure you come back tomorrow and we'll see you then.